You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel like who Art Ed? Who Art Ed? Mr. Wood, Art Ed, me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, weekly art history for all ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today I thought it might be nice to cover a little bit of history on one of the most widely used artistic tools the pencil. Long before pencils, the Romans had the stylus. Scribes would use metal rods to leave marks on papyrus. These styluses were made of lead, and while you may be thinking we just took that idea of writing in lead, wrapped some wood around it, pencils don't actually have lead. In 1564, a storm knocked down a tree in Burrowdale, England. Underneath that tree, locals discovered a black substance which they quickly found to be useful for mark-making. Unfortunately, it was brittle and needed to be wrapped in a handle of some sort. At first, they used string, but quickly they found that hollowed-out wood casings worked much better. Now, they called this substance plumbago because they thought it was a darker form of lead, which obviously raises the question, how do plumbago and lead relate to each other? Well, plumbum is the Latin name for lead, which is why the chemical symbol for um, lead on the periodic table is PB, because the Latin root was plumbum. That's also, coincidentally, why people who work with pipes today are called plumbers. Long ago, our water flowed through lead or plumbum pipes. Anyways, this substance discovered in Burrowdale, England, wasn't lead. It was graphite. That deposit is actually still one of the most pure graphite deposits in the world. Of course, over the years, there were some further advancements to be made with the processing and manufacturing. In the 18th century, there was a giant leap forward as Nicolas Jacques Conte created Crans Conte by mixing graphite with clay, sculpting it into a rod, and then baking it. Over the years... Pencils have gone from those rods of just graphite and clay into the neat, uniform pencils we know today, with that graphite core embedded in the middle of painted wood and an eraser at the end. Today, kids in school will most likely use a number two pencil, and if you're wondering what the numbers and letters on the pencil mean, it all has to do with the mix of graphite and clay. Now, the most commonly used pencil is the number two pencil, which is an HB pencil. H and B both represent different ends of sort of the continuum of pencils. HB is right in the middle of that spectrum. As we go away from the center in one direction towards the H end, pencils would have a harder core. H stands for hard. And the higher the number is, the harder. So like 9H would be much harder than a 3H. 
The harder the pencil is, the more clay it will have mixed in, meaning less graphite, and it will make lighter marks. The benefit is the harder pencil will keep a nice sharp point longer, and it's really good for people like architects and draftspeople who may need a really hardcore pencil to accurately capture minute details in their plans. Now, the B represents the other end of the spectrum. The higher a number with the B next to it, the softer the pencil is going to be. And I know you're probably wondering why B represents soft. I mean, obviously, soft doesn't start with the letter B. The B actually stands for black. A pencil becomes softer when there's more graphite in the core, meaning there will be more of the black stuff coming off with each mark so it can more easily produce darker values or more black. Now, onto colored pencils, which I almost lament calling pencils because they're in some ways like a totally different medium. While colored pencils have wood around the core just like a regular pencil, they use a different mixture of pigments and binders. Pigments are the materials that create the color. Pigment can come from any number of different sources. Centuries ago, pigments might be created by grinding rocks and minerals into dust, and while that can still happen today, we also have various synthetic pigments produced chemically in a lab. In colored pencils, those pigments might be blended with wax or oil and other binders to form the core. When I say binders, what we're talking about is like binding is holding things together. Now, watercolor pencils look just like a regular colored pencil, but the binders are water-soluble, meaning they dissolve in water, allowing an artist to color with the watercolor pencil and then paint over it with a little bit of water in order to blend the colors. A similar technique can actually be applied to a lot of regular colored pencils, but instead of water, baby oil and other solvents can be used for blending. One final note for those looking at different grades of pencils and wondering the difference between an artist grade and a student grade material, it generally comes down to the pigments and binders. For one, artist grade colored pencils will typically have a higher concentration of pigments, whereas student grade materials will usually have a bit more filler material in the core. Also, colored pencils made for professional artists will typically use pigments that are rated to be more light fast, meaning they'll hold up better over time. And speaking of time, if you've made it to the end of this episode and enjoyed the show, please do me a favor, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to help others discover the joy of exploring the visual arts through an audio medium. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.